Hi, everyone. Welcome to Talk Tech with Data Dave. I'm Alexis, your host of this podcast, and I'm here with my dear friend, Data Dave, to talk about all things data, all things cloud, all things technology, and all things D3 Clarity. Hey, Dave. Hey, Alexis. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited about this podcast today because we got a listener question. Oh, excellent. I love listener questions. And if you have a question for Data Dave, feel free to email us at talktech at d3clarity.com. And we'd love to answer your question on the podcast. Talk Tech with Data Dave is brought to you by D3 Clarity, offering clarity for improved decision making. D3 Clarity delivers profitability multipliers through better data and digital infrastructure. For more information, contact D3 Clarity at d3clarity.com. All right, Dave. So Today, my question comes from one of my friends on LinkedIn. She works at an institution of higher education. So artificial intelligence has a really big impact on higher education, like specifically ChatGPT. The message she sent me said, hey, Alexis, I know a lot of people are nervous about artificial intelligence. Can you guys talk about AI and how we're already using it in our everyday life? So Dave, I was hoping today we could kind of break that into two questions. We could talk about artificial intelligence a little bit, talk about AI a little bit, and then talk about how we're already using AI in our everyday lives. Absolutely. I think that's a good way to break it down if we talk a little bit about what it is and then just how intelligent is it? Yeah, (laughs) for sure. So that's the first question. What is AI? What is artificial intelligence? So artificial intelligence is fundamental. And if you look it up, you'll probably get all kinds of definitions. But artificial intelligence is really, take the two words, artificial is man-made or not natural. And intelligence is reasoning, essentially. It's the reasoning and inference of information from the information that's around us or the data that's around us. So artificial intelligence is the ability to infer an outcome or mimic human intelligence, if you like, with something that is not human, that is not natural, that is artificial. Whenever we make a prediction with a computer, we're essentially doing artificial intelligence. We're taking a set of data and inferring an outcome from that data that can be as intelligent or as not intelligent or as dumb as might be. That's the fundamental. Now, the modern wave of artificial intelligence is the sort of true mimicking of intelligence and the ability to learn and the ability to infer knowledge and depth of knowledge using more advanced mathematical decision trees and things like that within a cadre of data. So the prediction gets less obvious, if you like, and more, I'm going to say, pseudo-intelligent in terms of how it was reached. You just said the ability to learn. Yes. That is what I think about when I think about Terminator. Yep. Yep. That idea of artificial intelligence where all of a sudden the technology has the ability to learn. And that's what uh, I think scares a lot of people about AI. But whenever we talk about it from a destroying human point of view, that makes sense. But when we talk about it from an analytics point of view, like just like a data point of view, it's actually really, really helpful to be able to have the fake stuff learn as we go, right? And that's exactly right. So the ability to learn is a key piece. The ability to learn from your actions or from your previous piece. But you have to be told whether it's right or wrong. So you might make a prediction and a computer might make a prediction. And if that prediction is confirmed by the individual, then that adds weighting or adds construct to that decision being correct. And so it's going to lean 
the algorithm then with computer learning towards making that decision again in the future. And that's similar to what you would do, right? If you were to say, hey, Dave, I think you're going to wear a blue shirt on the next podcast, and it proves to be correct, you're more likely to predict that I'm going to wear a blue shirt again, as opposed to a red one or a green one, right? So when we're talking about learning, it's putting in the algorithm that's traditional computer programs and computer structures would say, based off of just mathematics in the rainbow of colors, there's one in seven chance that Dave is going to wear a blue shirt. Well, no, there's a whole bunch of variables that are going to predict that I'm likely to wear a blue shirt. First of all, it's the only shirts I've got with D3 Clarity written on are blue, so I'm likely to wear a blue shirt. Blue, as you can probably see from behind us, and your shirt is our colors. It's more likely that I'm going to wear a blue shirt for this podcast. So when we bring in that aspect, that becomes more likely, but it's still fairly deterministic with a set of variables. When we say, well, last time he wore a blue shirt and he's worn blue shirts in the past, probably 80% of the time, then we're starting to use more machine learning to start to say, well, we made the prediction. Did the prediction come true? Did we learn from the fact that it did or did not come true? That is great. I definitely followed you, but I want to follow back on something you, you did just say. You said machine learning. And so I hear AI and machine learning, artificial intelligence and machine learning often kind of being used interchangeably. And I feel like yes. maybe you just did as well. Could you explain if there, what is the difference or if I can use them kind of interchangeably? You can and you can't. There's a lot of gray areas in lots of these things. AI is artificial intelligence. It is the ability to mimic human intelligence or intelligent decision-making using a computer or using a machine. AI does not necessarily have to learn. So you can have AI without having machine learning. You can have machine learning without having AI. But they are often used together. But they do often go hand-to-hand. If you have AI without machine learning, you've got a complex algorithm or a neural network or a complex decision tree that will always parse the same way for the same outcome. But when you then say, yeah, but I'm actually going to engineer the fact that if I get it wrong, I'm going to change my outcome or I'm going to update my data set. And so the computer is learning based off of its interaction. That's where machine learning comes in. And you have to teach the machine to do certain things and that sort of thing. The classic example of sort of machine learning and AI together is natural language processing. When you talk to a machine, Mm -hmm. you actually confirm and it learns your voice patterns, your vocabulary, and its vocabulary increases as you talk to it, as you do. When you hear a new word, you look up the meaning and you then use it in a sentence. Or I ask Data Dave about it. Exactly. Well, machine learning is very similar. When we use AI for natural language processing, that is often machine learning as well. You have to teach the machine the vocabulary, you have to teach the machine the grammar, and then it will reflect it back to you. And a common place where we use that all the time is in the bots when you type in and get customer support from your insurance company or your bank or your whatever. That is a lot of AI and natural language support, etc. I think I'm teaching Microsoft Word to understand us better because I've been transcribing all of our podcasts in Microsoft Word and it's slowly understanding our voices better and better and better. And our last transcript was beautiful. It was so easy to do because it it understood us. Finally understood us. Gone through our recording so many times. That's machine learning, yeah? Yes, that's exactly machine learning. You're teaching it. You're teaching it the vocabulary that we use and the voice patterns and the sentence structure that we use. And that gets quite difficult. It's quite complicated, especially for somebody like me who's got a weird accent and an even weirder sort of central Atlantic pattern of sentence construction. 
this was my favorite. It transcribed you saying behavior into the English spelling of the word behavior. Interesting. That's that's very interesting. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yes. I saw that on my last transcript and I was like, it understands Dave's accent? That's amazing. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got us off track. You were talking about chatbots. I was just using a chatbot today talking to AWS uh, and it was a little bit confusing. We looped all times before I found the right answer. They are using AI to structure that chat to be as close to a human chat as possible because otherwise it becomes artificial and you will abandon it right away. There's a lot of that sort of stuff and it's really that complex inference and AI and machine learning becomes we're evolving better algorithms for learning regardless of the subject. So the idea of using a complex decision tree or a neural network or machine learning to present something, be told it's wrong and know that it's wrong and present something else next time, regardless of the subject, that can then lead a learning construct and an artificially intelligent outcome, which is why we're seeing this massive explosion at the moment is the idea that there are common algorithms that can be used for machine learning and AI, which now I can apply to multiple different subjects. So whether it's car maintenance or the weather or different things, I can actually use similar constructs to get there. And that leads into kind of the second half of the question, which was, what are some ways that we are using AI already in our everyday lives? And so you just used the example of a chatbot, which I'm sure we've all used at least once before. But are there other examples of the use of AI that we're already doing and maybe even don't realize it? Absolutely. Almost certainly most of the prediction algorithms for certainly some of the big entertainment platforms are all AI based. Oh, so like if I get on Netflix, not a sponsor. Exactly. Although Netflix, if you want to sponsor Talk Tech with Ada Dave, we would be happy to have you. <laughs> but when I get on Netflix, it's like, hey, you probably like romantic comedies because I'm a classic girl who likes romantic comedies and I watch a lot of them. Exactly. So there's a lot of that sort of stuff. And the algorithms are getting increasingly more complex using AI to make these predictions. So that's another one where any of those sorts of predictions, the ads that Google or Amazon place in front of you are almost certainly getting more and more robust in that regard and starting to learn with more and more variables. And really that's the idea is that because you've built something that can now learn and can now work with a lot of variables, the number of variables can grow exponentially. If you had to code the algorithm for prediction yourself, that becomes very finite. If you can allow it to learn, you can feed in variables that you didn't necessarily know about before because it can compute through a lot more variables. Mm -hmm. The weather might impact whether I'm wearing a blue shirt or not. If you to consider the weather in Texas when we're doing a podcast, you can probably predict whether I'm going to wear a blue shirt or not. And whether it's blue or not, you might not be able to do, but the fact that it's a short sleeve shirt, you can predict. Yes, because you're a good podcaster and you prepare and you wear D3 Clarity clothes for the podcast. I'm not so much, although today <laughs> I got on our new one and I'm very excited about it. I'm usually in like sweaters because it's cold here where I live. But yeah, okay. So the idea of a machine or a computer being able to figure out things like that and learning based on other variables, right. um, that's the essence of it. Right, exactly. Now, other areas that you use it all the time is probably every time you ask for directions from your smartphone. Oh, which is often. Which is often. Because if you think about the amount of alternatives for a route between two places can be pretty huge. And that's a pretty complex algorithm when they then include traffic situations, accidents, 
police presence, etc., to give you the most optimal route, that is probably an AI-based algorithm, almost certainly. Because it's definitely not somebody in the background looking at the maps going, right, isn't that, exactly. you should take this route, this route, Alexis. That would be impossible. And not somebody sending you in circles and so on. It's, it's not. <laughs> and it's learning from the maps being updated and various other things without humans being involved in the intelligence to get you from A to B. Game theory, playing games and mimicking people for gamers all the time. That's a lot of AI and classic AI. In fact, some of the AI algorithms that we use in business came from the gaming community as we evolved that side of it. And then there's things like facial recognition and other software in niche areas like that. So the big picture is we're likely already using AI and machine learning in a lot of different places in our life that we might not even realize we're using it. Absolutely. And it may or may not be something to be worried about. That's a different conversation, a different, maybe more philosophical conversation. Well, yeah, I think we can go into more depth in another chat, in another session, chat session, right? Yeah. Right. I'll be a bot next time and we can just do it as a chat session. But the thought I would leave people with is not so much the algorithm, it's do we trust the machine and why is the machine more or less trustable than the person? The machine, to a certain extent, is more predictable. Right. But... Is it predictable if we don't know what data it's looking at to make these determinations and make these predictions? From a philosophical point of view, I guess it gets to the definition of trust as much as anything else, which is why mm -hmm. do you trust this piece of information? And do you trust that the information you're receiving isn't biased in some way? And do you expect it to be biased is another question, which is if somebody is trying to sell you something, whether it's a human making that prediction or a machine making that prediction, the odds are they're going to predict that you should buy it. Right. And so that's an element of bias. And we have to go into these interactions expecting that level of bias. And we as a society need to sort of learn how to interact and how to use our AI and how to police it. And same as we don't necessarily trust everything everybody says, we can't trust everything that a computer says either. Mm -hmm. And that leads me back to a conversation we had during the Where Is Data Going podcast, yes. where you pointed out that if you feed data into AI and AI gives you a bad answer, that's not AI's fault. That's my fault. I fed it bad data. Um, so I have to take responsibility for my data. And that was a really great point that you made during that session that I think perfectly lines up with this conversation we're talking about. That's right. And now you can get bias from an AI or the AI algorithm and the data work in conjunction to, to give you a bad answer. So there is the concept of bad AI, if you like, and good AI. That's sounds so flippant to a certain extent. But the idea that you have malicious AI versus good AI is the same with people. Mm -hmm. Every prediction has an agenda, if it's being honest. Whether I predict that you're wearing a blue shirt, I've got an agenda for why I'm predicting that you're going to wear a blue shirt. Right. So you want me to wear a blue shirt? Are we going to match or are we not going to match? Do I want you to wear a blue shirt? Right. Do I not want you to wear a blue shirt? How am I going to incent you to wear a blue shirt in the future based off of whether you did or not? And the machine will do the same thing. The machine will do the same thing based off of what the organization that owns it wants you to do. So you have to know that and you have to weigh its answer within that construct. If you use a chatbot from an insurance company, the odds are it's going to recommend that you switch to that insurance company. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
if you ask for rates from that insurance company, it's probably going to come up with good rates for you. But that's the same whether you're talking to a real person as well. Right. That was a good wrap up there, Dave. That was a good conversation. I think that I have a a better understanding of the things that I use AI for. I don't even think I had put the idea of like my Google Maps as AI prior to this conversation. So that's really helpful. I do think we should have that philosophical conversation of good AI versus bad AI, but probably not today. Probably not today. Yeah. But thank you everyone for joining us. And if you have a question for Data Dave, please feel free to email us at talktech at d3clarity.com or you can submit a question right on our webpage. Dave, thanks for talking with me today as always. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you everybody for listening. And thank you, Alexis, for hosting us as usual. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. If you have a question for Data Dave, reach out to us via email at talktech at d3clarity.com. We'll be happy to answer your questions in the podcast. Thanks. This podcast has been brought to you by D3 Clarity. No one has time or patience to fix all of their data and infrastructure problems. D3 Clarity helps some of the world's most recognizable brands take the right action to turn their information into strategic profit making. For more information, go to D3 Clarity. That's the letter D, the number three, the word clarity.com.